Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so once again, just want to say thank you for tuning in for our second uh, worship service here at Church at Home at Church for All Nations. And it's 11.43. We're live. And uh, Ash, we've got our computers out and we're looking at the action on our, on our, on our stream there and people are chatting up. And uh, so keep, keep writing in and, and, and we'll be praying for you and whatnot. And, you know, we're continuing this series entitled Level Up, Level Up. And I was even re- uh, thinking about it this morning, how when we decided to uh, go with this series, how we didn't totally understand the fullness and the context of this season and just how the Lord... Uh, gives you ideas that he's that he's uh, he's preparing you for uh, something that is to come, and so the series has been based on this conversation of what does it look like to go to the next level in our walk with Jesus, all of the different facets of our of of our spiritual journey, and so. Well, you know, especially during this this season, we're, we're going to have to step up. We're going to have to go to the next level because we've been called by Jesus to, to tall assignments. And even despite what's going on right now, we're still called. Matthew 28, the Great Commission. He didn't say, but by the way, when the COVID-19 thing hits, you can kind of pull back. No, no, no. He said, go, go, go. And so that's what we're doing. So what does it look like? So the first week we talked about faith. What does it look like to go to the next level in our faith in God? We talked about uh, new seasons, going to uh, the next level when we face a new season. And let me tell you, we're in a new season. Today, we want to talk about this word endurance because we're going to, we need endurance right now. And I, I mean, just even at our house, Ashley, I mean, with our kids, we're totally out of our routine they're out as they've been out of school now for over a week. Uh, we've we've done every Play-Doh thing that you can. We've played every game, every kinetic sand, kinetic sand, PS4, yeah. every you know Disney Plus. Thank God for Disney Plus, but there's nothing else to watch on there anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so, but you know we're having a good time. But man, there we there's some stressful moments. In fact, I, yesterday morning I woke up and. I came into the kitchen and, and you were making coffee and I looked at you and I said, I feel like I'm living the character in Groundhog's Day, Bill Murray's character. Remember that movie? Maybe I'm dating myself, but that movie Groundhog's Day where Bill Murray wakes up every day and it's the same day over and over again. And he's the only one that knows it, right? And so it's like I come in in the kitchen and there you're making coffee. And it's like my groundhog day. Every, I, I get my coffee and I walk down the stairs to our family room. And I, I, I literally just turn the TV on. And there's Andrew Cuomo from New York City, the governor. Again. There he is. And he's giving the report about New York. And I'm like, I'm, like, I'm about to turn the TV on. And, and Governor Andrew Cuomo is going to be on my screen. And sure enough, he was yesterday. <laughs> and so it's like, man, what in the world? And so, and so we're, we're out of our routine. And, you know, there's moments of stress. And there's moments where we're peeling our kids off the ceiling. Like, actually, um, there's injuries from backflips off the couch. We got dogs. We got, I mean, what are we going to eat? All, all the stuff that all of you are dealing with, we are too. And we're all human. And we're not suffering, uh, we're more just inconvenienced. I mean, we don't have, fan, we don't have uh, our parents. Our parents live in other states and our brothers and sisters. And I'm thankful for the family of God. I'm thankful for our church family. But um, I don't know. It's, it's, 
it's we're out of our our normal process, and uh, that can that can be hard on all of us, you know. I think we have to remember exactly what you just said that. We're not in the middle of suffering, most of us. I mean, we have friends like the friend we just prayed for. Absolutely. We have people that are walking through illnesses. We have, you know, friends that are in the hospital that don't have anything to do with COVID-19. It's just other ailments. And so our situation has a lot more to do with discomfort, but it still requires endurance. It still requires staying in the race, staying in the mission, everything that God has called us to. And yeah. we have to remember that. And, and as followers of Jesus, what does that look like? I mean, what does it look like? How, really, that's the question. How do we endure? And my very quick response to that is that we need the Holy Spirit more so than ever right now. You, if, if you're going to endure this, and I know you're going to, uh, you're, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to help you endure this process. He's going to give you uh, everything you need to get through this. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you, and I want to, we want to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit's role and what he provides as we're facing these uncharted days and the unknown. And because of the unknown, we're, we get fearful. And I'm even reminded where Jesus, right before he ascends into heaven, right before he goes to the Father, he looks at his, his guys and says, hey guys, it's actually better for me to go so that my heavenly father, once I'm gone, uh, he's going to send you a gift. And this gift that the heavenly father is going to send you is not an it, it's a he. And the he is the Holy Spirit. Look at John, if you have your Bibles, John 16, verse 7. You'll see it on the screens as well. This is what Jesus says. He says, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, that's a capital A there because he's talking about the Holy Spirit who's connected to the Trinity. He says, unless I go away, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. We need the Holy Spirit more than ever, Pastor Ash. Exactly. And I love exactly what you said. So many of us think, Lord, where are you, Jesus? If I could just have you here walking through this with me. And he said, you know what? It's better that I go because the advocate, the Holy Spirit, his job, his role is so much more powerful and you need him in your life to truly endure. And if you have your Bibles, if you're taking notes, maybe you have an app, you can highlight that word advocate. That word advocate in John 16, verse seven that we just read is so much more than just a counselor. You know, so often we have it uh, described to us as almost an attorney, an advocate, but it's more than that. It's more than a counselor, someone that you can just tell all of your problems to. If you look in the original language, that word actually means more like a coach, someone that is going to run the race with you, encouraging you, teaching you, training you, strengthening you, making sure that the way that you're running is the way that it should be. And so that's so powerful. It has everything to do with endurance. And that's who the Holy Spirit is. That's his role in our lives if we allow him to. So today we're talking about leveling up your 
your endurance, especially in this unique season. And so we want to give you today three areas, three areas that we believe the Holy Spirit wants to impact your life to level up your endurance. And if you're taking notes, I want to give you the first one. Number one is the Holy Spirit supplies strength. The Holy Spirit supplies strength. Acts 1, starting in verse 8, Scripture says, you will receive power. Say that out loud. Say power. Power. You'll receive power. And underline that word. When the Holy Spirit comes on you. And I love that he doesn't just stop there. And we're going to talk about it in a second. But not only do you receive power, it's power to do something. It's not power for just the sake of power. Look what he says. And once you receive the power, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. Friends, that word there that we have as translated as power, it's really dunamis, which is an incredible Greek word that we get the word dynamite from. And I know we're all familiar with that picture of dynamite. It's, it's that power that's inside, but for what? It's an outward, an outward expression. So the word dunamis means miraculous power, might, or strength. But in the exact same way that dynamite has such outward exhibition of power, that is exactly what we are called to. It just means that much more too. I love, I love the original language, the, the layers that you can peel back and the illustrations, the picture of that power, almost like, remember those cartoons where the dynamite would explode? I mean, it's just like, boom, you know, and that, that's the type of power that the Holy Spirit offers to each and every one of us. But I, 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 love, I love what Paul says in Galatians chapter five, because Paul, Paul says that you have access to that same power, but he, but he takes it a step further. Look, look at, the, look at the, the text, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. This is what Paul says. He's writing to a, a church in an area called Galatia. He says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Let me just stop right there. Someone needs to hear that right now. You were created to live in freedom. So if you're sitting here in bondage today, I want you to know there's hope. Jesus can set you free. But look what he says here. He says, you're called to be free, but not to use your freedom. If you were to look at the original language on the word freedom and you peeled back those layers, there's words also connected to that word and, and, and other words connected to the word freedom is power and strength. So he says, hey guys, you were created, you were born, you were called to live lives full of freedom but don't be selfish with your freedom. He says, don't be, don't be stingy with, with the power and the strength that I give you, to, that, that God gives you to indulge the flesh, right? Don't make the freedom just for yourself. He says, but rather serve. Say that, serve. Serve, serve one another right. humbly in love. So he says, here's the freedom that the Holy Spirit offers you. You're called to live in it. But you're not, you're not called to just use it for yourself. You're called to use it for your brother or sister. But then he adds the attitude that's supposed to be connected to it. He says you're supposed to serve from a humble place. Uh, 
you're supposed to serve with, with the right intentions, not just to be seen or get credit for it, but to do it from a place of humility and love. And this strength that the Holy Spirit will give you in this season, for this season will never just be for you. All right? You got to hear me on this. It'll be for you to show to others. What we are all walking through right now was never just meant for us. It's, it's, it's what the Lord wants to do through us for other people. But what's so beautiful about that is that he always shows us the how. And I was just reminded even yesterday, man, so many servant leaders, volunteers call this place, Church for All Nations, their home, coming out of their homes to help people in need. And yesterday morning, crack of dawn, people here all you know, masked up and, and, and ready to serve in a very tangible way. And, and why, how are they able to do that? They, the, the reason why they were able to do that, to push through the fear of possible, you know, uh, contraction and all of these, they were able to do that because the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit living inside of them, provided them with the strength to do it. And I'm not talking about big, tough, just grown men, grandmas, you know, young people just here loving and serving. And, 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 and so notice how I said serving though. They were here serving. And because of that, the Holy Spirit was just giving them that much more strength to be able to do that. It's a beautiful thing. So the Holy Spirit supplies strength for us. Amen. That inward strength with that outward display. Beautiful. Number two, if you're taking notes, the Holy Spirit downloads direction. The Holy Spirit downloads direction. There's so many of you watching right now from your beds, from your couches, maybe your car, maybe the balcony of your apartment, and you feel directionless. You feel aimless. Maybe you feel lost. Maybe you feel weary, not knowing where to turn. And I have to tell you, friends, that as we submit to the Holy Spirit and really tune in to Him, allowing Him to work in our lives, He always gives us direction. Now, you and I have never heard, I don't think, the audible voice of God. We talk about how that would be really amazing, but for us, it ends up feeling like an inward nudge. And there was, there's was, there been so many countless times, obviously, but I was thinking this week about one specific time that didn't make sense on the exterior. It didn't make sense even to people that we were telling. It didn't make sense. See, Pastor JF and I lived in the middle of Los Angeles, and I was running my business from home. Izzy was a baby. You were worship leader and teaching pastor at an amazing church there that we still love so very much. And I remember that we both were getting that nudge, that twinge. I, it's hard to even articulate. It's that, it's that recognition in your spirit. And some people would call it their stomach or, you know, it's that recognition that, you know what, something's, something, God's up to something, right? He's kind of shifting the way that we felt, shifting um, the ground beneath us sometimes is what it feels like. 
And so we begin to pray, okay, Lord, what would you have us do? What would you have us do? And sort of seemingly out of the blue, we got a phone call from a great church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Now, most of you know that I'm a Southern girl. I grew up in the South, and there's something about that Southern East Coast, friends, that my heart will always connect with. You see, where I come from, you can actually swim in the ocean. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> no, I literally, I'm so used to this idea that, hey, the ocean's supposed to be like bath water in the summer, and uh, the sand's supposed to be like, or the beach is supposed to be sandy and not rocky. That's hard for me sometimes. And so we got this phone call and immediately it was like, oh, that must be the Lord. It must absolutely be the Lord. Incredible church. The pastor was wanting to retire and we would come in and, and take that over. And it was so beautiful. It was about three hours from your family, about four and a half from mine. So it felt like it was in the center. Oh, it must be God. Everything seemed perfectly aligned. And then as we continued to pray, the Holy Spirit began to nudge us. That's not it. And I got to tell you, friends, I didn't want to listen. In fact, I'm pretty sure I kind of blocked his voice for a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever dealt with the Holy Spirit nudging you to do something? He's giving you that direction. And you're like, no, 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 no. Go away. Go away. I want to go this path. And that's exactly what we were walking through. And I remember we turned that opportunity down. Not even having another opportunity to jump to, it was just, okay, Lord, if, if it's not exactly what you have for us, then we don't want it, even if it makes all the sense in the world. And I got to tell you, it was in, within a few months that we got a call to come home to Tacoma where you grew up, plant a church, and the Lord was all over it. Why do I tell you that story, friends? Because the Holy Spirit... If you are open to hearing from him, he is constantly wanting to guide and direct you. That's right. He's constantly wanting to lead you in the paths where he desires for you to go. And I got to tell you, friends, those paths always lead to life and peace always. And it may not seem like it in the moment. Sometimes that first step seems so scary. It seems like it doesn't make sense. But in the end, it will always lead to peace. Look with me, Romans 8. This is exactly what this passage articulates. Starting in verse 5, it says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, even just what looks good, what makes sense to me, right? But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Verse 6, the mind that is governed or controlled or directed by the flesh is death. It leads to death. But the mind that is governed by the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit, directed by the Spirit, pointed by the Spirit, is always life and peace. So friend, I just want you to ask yourself today, what are you allowing to direct you? Are you being controlled, guided, directed by your fear in this season? That can be easy. That's something I've even had to fight in this season, are you allowing yourself to be directed by the Holy Spirit? Because I promise you, He is speaking. 
He is desiring to guide and direct you. And the places that he will take you are unlike any other. So number one, the Holy Spirit supplies strength, not just strength to be strong, but always for an outward display of his power, his love, his glory. Number two, the Holy Spirit downloads direction. We just have to make sure we stay tuned into him. He is leading and guiding us, friends, to a place of peace. And the last area, as the band comes back, of how we know that the Holy Spirit desires to give endurance to you in this season is the Holy Spirit fosters fruit. Yeah, and that word foster uh, in the dictionary is to promote the growth or development of further encourage. So the Holy Spirit is fostering fruit in you. He's growing fruit in you. He's developing fruit in you. And this fruit comes from him. Many of you know this passage of scripture, but I'll read it so we can be uh, reacquainted with it. Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22. This is what the scripture says. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which means patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Verse 25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I want to talk about fruit for just a second here. Why would God call it fruit of the Spirit? Why fruit? Well, let me, I think I got a tomato behind there, babe. Can you hand that to me? Well, the difference between fruits and vegetables is that fruits have seeds. Now, I know sometimes we look at tomatoes and we go, wait a second, that's a, that's a vegetable. I always get confused with that. But, but, but tomatoes are actually fruit. And, and, the, and the way that I could prove that to you right now is if I got a knife and I cut it down the middle and opened up this piece of fruit, you'd find seeds. That's the difference. Fruit, fruits have seeds. So according to science, the purpose of fruit is reproduction. So even, the, even though we may use fruit as nourishment, the main reason that a plant produces fruit is ultimately to produce more. And so Jesus, he wants us to bear the fruit of his spirit. But why? To answer that question is, so you begin to look more and more like him. So that more and more people come to know him. It's about reproducing. It's about growing his kingdom. And in this season, the fruit of your life matters more than ever before. And it only comes from the Holy Spirit. So the question that I pose to you today that I want you to meditate on is what kind of fruit are you producing? Does the fruit that you're producing look like those that we just read in Galatians? Does it look like patience? Does it look like kindness? Is love pouring out of you or is there bad fruit coming out of you? You know, Ash, even, I mean, 
I, 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 just in the last couple of weeks, I've had to say sorry a few times, you know, because we're, we're in the middle of this and, and we're human and sometimes stuff swells up inside of us and we lash out or, or we say something that we would, we probably wouldn't have meant if, 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 if the circumstances weren't the way that there was. And, and so it's, it's just good every once in a while just to stop and look, look inside a little self-reflection and say, Lord, am I producing the fruit that you offer? Am I seeing patience in my children as a result of the patience that I'm showing towards my spouse? Am I, are my children, are my neighbors, are my colleagues, do I see kindness coming out of my friend Amber who works close with us because of us being kind to her? I mean, this is how this stuff works. And so the question that you must ask yourself is, what is the fruit that you're producing in this unique season in our own lives? Yeah, and maybe you're in your living room right now and realizing like, oh, wow, the fruits that are coming out of my life in this season don't, don't look like what I wanted. Maybe you're thinking, gosh, I, I wanted a lot more peace. I wanted to operate in more peace. I wanted my life to produce more peace. And, you know, it's important to understand that most theologians... They articulate the fact that, that that verse that you just read is in sequential order. That, that you, you can't move from love to joy without, fully, without really grasping love. You can't move on to joy. And without really, really getting a grasp of joy, you'll never have peace. And, and maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe you're having a hard time with allowing His peace to flow in and through your life because you haven't grasped the love that He has for you yet. You haven't been able to really take hold of the fact that the God of the universe is for you. Exactly as we sang before, you haven't been able to grasp that this God truly is a loving God. He has so much love for you. And because of that, you've had a hard time finding joy in this season, in this season of frustration, in this season of confinement. You've had a hard time finding joy. And friends, for that reason, you might not be operating in peace because you can't have peace without first having love and then operating in His joy and then His peace. And I love the way that Romans articulates this thought. Romans 8 says, The Spirit that you have received, meaning the Holy Spirit, He doesn't make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. You're actually a child of God. If you've received His Spirit, if you have allowed the Spirit of God to come inside of you through asking the Lord to be your Savior, you are His Son. That's how much He loves you. And I love that this passage goes on to say, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. I remember when we first moved to Los Angeles, being in a local grocery store and hearing a little Hebrew child run down the aisle of the grocery store screaming, Abba, Abba. And that's exactly what this picture is. It is that intimate understanding that you have a Father that loves you, friends. Verse 16, the Spirit Himself testifies with your spirit that we are God's children. 
What does that mean? As you allow His Spirit to work in you, He's going to make you more confident in how much He loves you. He's going to make you more confident in the child of God that you are. Verse 17. Now, if we are children, then we're also heirs. We're heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And if indeed we share in His sufferings, maybe you want to cross through sufferings. Maybe you just want to write discomfort. Maybe that's a little more of the place that you're in. Or maybe you are experiencing actual suffering right now. Scripture says, if indeed we share in His sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory. What does that mean? Friends, I just want to encourage you as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through us, even these, especially these uncomfortable situations, God can and will use them to make us look more like Him to give us more of His love that can be flowing in and through us, give us more of His joy and in turn more of His peace and every other fruit that we talked about that comes after that. This week I was thinking about the unique season that we're in. And I couldn't help but think about my Apple Watch. Well, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, Follow me for a second. I don't know if any of you baggy shirt on have an apple watch but um, I love mine I don't necessarily use it for all the things that I maybe could it has all these functions right it can tell your heart rate and your pulse sometimes my apple watch says breathe Ashley stand up (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't always listen to it very well but there's I can text on it I can make phone calls on it it's super cool but babe, you know the one function that I use oh, yeah. more than any function. And to be honest, it is the one reason I don't leave the house without wearing my Apple Watch. And some people may not even know that this function exists. I tend to lose my phone a lot, friends. Like I just place it random places. And I'd like to think it's because I have so many responsibilities, right? But I just, I end up leaving it like on the shelf with the dog food or what, whatever. And so my Apple Watch has this really cool function that you can literally ping your phone even if it's on silent, okay? So pretend that I've lost my phone. I can ping it. and then I can locate it based on the sound. It's pretty remarkable. So there have been times, let's be honest, daily, (laughs) there are times where my house is crazy chaos, okay? We got two littles, we have two dogs, one's a puppy, one's older. Our house is loud, friends. I can't even fathom sometimes what our neighbors are thinking, but uh, it's loud. And there's a moment when I can't find my phone. And I realize that I don't know where it is. And what do I do in that moment? I yell to everyone in my house, hey guys, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. I need to hear this. It's important that I hear this. Everybody be silent. And then what do I do? ping my phone and I wait and I listen 
What's so interesting is that I need silence to be able to hear that important sound. And friends, I just want to encourage you. The Lord was speaking to me this week that that He's using this silence. I will never say that God has ever caused this. I don't believe that. But friends, I don't want you to miss this opportunity of silence. He's silenced sports. He's silenced social gatherings. He's silenced going to restaurants. He's silenced so many things that he's allowed to be silenced. Not caused it, but using it. And I want to encourage you, don't miss this opportunity. Don't miss this opportunity in the silence to hear his voice, to hear what's important, to allow him to speak to you in this unique way. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it just a couple of minutes ago that we've never we've never heard the audible voice of God and, and so often it's a nudge, it's a it's something inside that we know is coming not from ourselves but from him. It's that whisper. And what an amazing opportunity we have right now. We've been forced to quarantine. We've been forced to turn everything off and be quiet. Maybe instead of being miserable, maybe instead of seeing it as uh, oppression or restriction or, oh, the kids are going nuts, maybe we, we redirect the way we see it and see it as a moment to really lean in and listen to what he has to say. We're going to pray here in just a minute. That first one, the Holy Spirit supplies strength. That, that's, that's what he does, and that's what he's willing to do for you, but not just for you. Uh, he's given you strength so that you can, you can lead your family. He, he's given you strength that you can check on the neighbor who lives at home and she's a senior. He's given you the strength to, to hand food out, to, to give to organizations that are helping the poor. Uh, that, that's what he does. He supplies strength for you so that you can be you can be strength for somebody else. And then it's just replicated. The Holy Spirit, he downloads direction. But he does that only when we're focused on him, when we're listening to him, when we're, when we're asking him, Ash, like, Lord, give me an answer. Where, where do you want me to go next? I don't want to make, I, I want to get, get some counsel from you before I make this major decision in my life or the small, the small decision. If you would take a minute and just say, before I, before I answer that, before I make that decision, Comcast or your boss or whatever that is, Lord, what do you have for me? And I promise you, he's going he's gonna to speak. And so he, provide, he downloads this direction for you. And then on top of all of that, he, he produces, he fosters fruit so that it replicates inside of you so that we look more and more like him when the world has their eyes on on what's the church going to do right now we are able because we have his spirit inside of us and we're producing his fruit we're able to lead to step out from a from a place of strength and not cowardice and and not um, for our own our own uh, selfish motives we just talked about what Paul said but rather with an attitude of humility, focusing our eyes on him, 
not getting hung up, hung up on what, it, are we still going to be in quarantine in a month from now? We don't have those answers right now. We have this moment, just like the Israelites when they were in the wilderness for those 40 years, they had to wait till the next day to get their next meal. We remember what happens when they tried to store up all that manna. They woke up and it was all rotten. Why? Because the kingdom of God is a daily bread thing. And you got to know that in this season right now of pandemic. You cannot get hung up on tomorrow. Our society says, make sure you got your 401k set. Make sure you got your five and 10 year plan all mapped out. I'm telling you all of that stuff, that's important. But man, I'm if you would have told me I would have been here five years ago, are you kidding me right now? Five months ago. Five months ago, I'm telling you. <laughs> man, when we were putting, we were just putting the church calendar together. We didn't go, hey, you know, in April, March, you know, we got that pandemic. We should write some sermons about that. No, it's, no, no, no. We live for right now. We make decisions based on what's happening right now from a place of faith, getting our, our direction from him and producing this fruit. Let, let me, let me pray for you right now, wherever you're at. Maybe you just want to close your eyes. Maybe you want to grab the hand of your spouse. Maybe you want to pick up your daughter and hold her in your arms. We are connected virtually, but even stronger spiritually. The Holy Spirit's doing something in your apartment right now. The Holy Spirit's doing something in your car right now. You've got your ear, uh, ear pods in and you're taking a walk and you're listening to this right now. He's, he's doing something on that walk around your neighborhood right now in your heart. So I want to pray for you. If you're listening, two, two questions. Number one, first one is maybe, maybe you're here uh, uh, virtually and, and this is the moment where you... That, that is, everything's led up to this in, in your life when it comes to making a decision for Christ. It's almost like you had to experience what we're going through before you were willing to lay down your own will, before you were willing to invite the God of the universe into your life because you had it all together or, you know, your, your plans were working for a season, but now, man, none of our plans are working. And, and maybe you're in a place where you're desperate and you're full of fear and anxiety and, and your addiction has taken you over and that relationship that you invested in is now broken and he's now gone, she's now gone and you're isolated and you're, and you're at your wits end. You don't know. You don't know the next step you're supposed to take. You don't have the answer to where the finances are going to come from for that bill that's been sitting on your kitchen table now for two weeks and you're afraid about it. I am telling you, we serve the God of provision. We serve a, a, a healing God, a loving God, a God that's for you. And so right now, wherever you're at, if you want to receive Jesus, do it right now. Just say, God, come into my life. I I'm asking forgiveness. I'm saying sorry for every poor choice I've ever made in my life. I lay down my pain, my brokenness, my fear, my addiction, my, my, my relationship that just isn't of you. Lord God, I pray that you would come into my life and do a new thing. Restore me. Begin to heal me. Lord, I want you inside of me, Lord God. I, I can't do this anymore. I lay down my life. I lay my will down at your feet. I believe in you. That is the, the requirement, my friend, of salvation is believing in him. So say, I, I, I believe in you, Jesus, and I thank you that one day I'm going to pass on from this life. I thank you that I'll spend eternity 
heaven with you, Jesus, but not just on the other side. Now I can live a life here full of purpose and assignment, and I can know that my the thing that defines me isn't my work or a relationship or my pursuit. What defines me is myself and you, Jesus Christ. So we thank you. One more, one more prayer. If you're here today and you're a follower of Jesus, but you say, Pastors Dave and Ash, will you pray for me? I, I, I need the Holy Spirit activated in my life in a new way. I feel so weak. I feel helpless. I need his strength in my life. The idea of serving somebody else right now, I can't, I can't even serve, serve myself. I can't serve my family. I'm, I'm so full of fear, and, and I'm just allowing everything I'm seeing on the television or on the internet. It dictates everything I'm doing right now. And would you pray for me? I need the Holy Spirit's strength in my life to, to, to heal me, to encourage me, so that I can do that for my brother or sister and Pray for me for the direction. I, I got decisions I have to make. Would you pray that the Holy Spirit would just give me direction and that I would focus on him and, and that third area of fostering fruit. Pastors, pray for me that the fruit of the Spirit, when I'm squeezed in this moment, his fruits would come out, that it would be re replicated inside me, that I would look more and more like Jesus. I pray for every one of my friends that that's their ask right now. That this is for me too. This is for Pastor Ashley and myself. We want more of we need the we need more strength uh, during these uncertain days, Holy Spirit. So so strengthen us, strengthen our marriage, strengthen my friends watching, their families, their business in these uncertain days, Lord God. Give them, give them the courage, give them faith. Give them strength. The Holy Spirit, fill them up with the type of strength that I can't. Only you can do. We want that because we, are, we have a mission to serve this community and to love people that need hope, that they need, they need provision. May, Lord, we are grateful that you've called us, broken people, to be your hands and feet in this neighborhood, in this community. So, Lord, give my friends strength today. Holy Spirit, give them dreams. Give them direction. May they call on you before they call on their mentor. Or, their other, or, or, or even their pastor, Lord God. May they call on you first for direction in their life. And Lord Jesus, may we practice your fruit inside of us, the fruit of your spirit. May we, may, may we be people that pursue kindness, that per, pursue forbearance, meaning the patience that only comes for you. That last one, self-control. Lord, some of us feel so out of out of control right now that we can't even control ourselves. Lord, may we start back at the beginning and be reminded even this afternoon that it's your love saturating us. It's your love that's reminding us of who you are and who we aren't. So Lord God, we find all of our hope and strength in you and we are going to trust you on a deeper level during this season. And God, we talked about it last week. It's only a season. We're going to get through this, not on our own strength, though. Your Holy Spirit working inside of us. And at, and at the end of all of this, you get all the glory. God, we're excited to see churches full, full to the brim of new, new converts who gave their life through teaching and, and experiences virtually. I've just, I'm already, Lord, we're already hearing the testimonies. So, Lord God, we, we don't say this generically. Let your will be done. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. 
Amen. 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 So good. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.